0: Father and our God, tonight we come before you and we just really trust you. We thank you, Father Almighty God, for all that you have done and all that you will do. We pray that your word makes clear the person of the Holy Spirit and his ministry becomes such an integral part of our lives. We pray, my Father, that as we spend time with you in the word, that, Father, you will take absolute control. We pray, O Lord, that throughout this evening that you perform miracles, that you grant strength, encouragement, and guidance to each person. We thank you, Father Almighty God, for we gather in your name, we trust you, and we worship you. In Jesus's name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to see all of you. Last week, we were speaking about the Holy Spirit, and we stopped last week, just as we got to the definition of our relationship with God, speaking about who he was, and we're going to kick off from the end of that. And just as a recap um, for those of you that are joining for the first time, and you are most welcome, especially if you're joining for the first time or you're joining by podcast, we are excited to have you. We do have a lot of people joining while we speak, and so we're excited about that. And so ladies and gentlemen, the phrase that that what we looked at last week The phrase was that the Holy Spirit, our relationship with God, is through the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's where we stopped last week. And so that's where we're going to pick things up from tonight. And so what we're doing tonight is we're looking at how does the Holy Spirit make our relationship with God function? We're going to look at what he does. We're going to look at the five areas that, well, some of the the five key areas that he helps us with and we're going to look at how that works and so we realize that our relationship with the father is through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit and so ladies and gentlemen I will um, read once more we read this last week and I'm going to read this is the scripture from The Amplified Bible, please please turn in your Bible to John chapter 14, reading from verse 26. John 14, verse 26. And I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. Okay. John 14, verse 26 says the following But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. And so ladies and gentlemen, this is what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. We spoke about what a comforter was last week. It is that which God draws us to himself. Uh, and we spoke very clearly about that. And so, how does the Holy Spirit make our relationship with God function? How does He make it happen? So, let's we're going to look at the five areas that He makes it happen. The first one is this, and this is the the key. The reason I read that verse is this: with all the wonderful things that the Holy Spirit does—counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby we realize the key element that Jesus said that he would do is this. The Bible says he will teach you all things. And so we realize that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And so the first area that we're going to look at, that the Holy Spirit acts as our teacher, that means one who makes simple, one who breaks down, is in the area of the bible and so the first area that we realize that we get help that means the holy spirit helps us and the holy spirit teaches us is in the word of god he literally opens it up for us he's he's our teacher and what it does and so let's see whether let's have a look at that um, really quickly please turn in your bibles um, to John chapter 16. And I'm going to read from verse 13. John 16, verse 13. I'm going to read it both in the King James Version and I'll read it in some other simpler versions. John 16, verse 13 says the following Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we realize that the Holy Spirit, when it comes to being our guide, he will guide us into all truth. So, what's the truth? Let's have a look at two scriptures, and then we'll realize that he is our teacher we're going to look at two scriptures ladies and gentlemen john 17 17 and john 8 32 so john 17 17 says the following jesus said the following sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth and so we realize when the holy spirit wants to guide us he's the one who will teach us the word of God. He's the one that will illuminate it. He's the one that will guide us through through the word of God. And so we realize that this is is who he is. And so what I'll do is let's have a look at um, that in more detail. I, I will come to John 8, verse 32 in a moment. Actually, I'll read John 8, verse 32 first. Um, John 8, verse 32. And the Bible says, and you, I'm reading from, if I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, it says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And so we realize, ladies and gentlemen, the person who introduces the truth into us when we are studying the Bible, the person who literally helps us understand the Bible is the Holy Spirit. And that's because the Bible was written through his inspiration. The Bible was written through his inspiration. And so please turn in your Bible. Um, I will read from 2 Timothy, just to show us who he is. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 thoroughly furnished unto all good works and so ladies and gentlemen we realize the first area that the holy spirit helps us with is with the word of god and and, and the, there's a very simple reason for that he's the one that so he's the one that will open up the word he's the one that will act as our guide now i want you to pause for a moment while we we think about this remember what jesus said about the holy spirit He said his primary role, if I may say that, is he's coming as your teacher. And so as our teacher, so whenever he wants to be, and there are all the other wonderful things that he does, when he teaches us the words of God, when he makes the word of God simple, when he causes the word of God to come alive specific to the challenges that we face, then we realize, ladies and gentlemen, that he's doing what Jesus has asked him to do. And so the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So that's the first area that he helps us with. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize, and and then I'm going to go to other scriptures as well, because this is really, really important. Your study of the Bible is central to your relationship with God, and the Holy Spirit has been sent to help you with the Word of God. He's been sent to teach you the Word of God. He's been sent to guide you into all truth. The Bible says that Jesus said he will bring to your remembrance. He will bring back to what you think about. So, I'm going, I'm going by John 14, verse 26. John 14, reading from verse 26, and I'm going to stay in the Amplified Bible. The Bible says, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. So ladies and gentlemen, whenever you are studying the Bible or you find yourself in a situation that requires the word of God, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will help you to recall. Now, pause for a moment the word recall indicates that you have read it once. And so what that means is, ladies and gentlemen, as you spend time studying the Bible, remember what we said. How do we study the Bible? We read, we study, we meditate on, we confess, and we act upon. Spend time in the Bible because it is so important, then the Holy Spirit goes to work on your, my behalf and on your behalf, and all of a sudden, he will make a free person on our inside. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that he's, he's the one that helps us with the Word of God. Let me show you also um let me show you also where that is. Please turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12, and then we will take our declaration at 7:14. So Hebrews 4 verse 12. Okay. Uh, we'll take our declaration in about 30 seconds. But the Bible says the following. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So when you read the Bible, because the Holy Spirit lives on your inside, he points the word at the places where it's needed the most. So he helps you undo the challenges, the struggles whatsoever has held you bound over time. He's the one that brings the word and he works like a surgeon that's why the bible says for the word of god is sharper than any two-edged sword we'll pause now ladies and gentlemen let's take our declaration oh lord we are your people called by your name we humble ourselves and we pray we seek your face we turn from our wicked ways hear from heaven lord forgive our sins And heal our land in Jesus' name, we pray. Let's make our declaration. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, so we're seeing that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. When it comes to the Word of God working on your inside, the Holy Spirit is in total control when it comes to that area and let's have a look at, let's look at two things hebrews 4 verse 12 and i will read that in the king james version hebrews four twelve, the bible says the following for the word of god is quick which means alive and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as a di- and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, meaning the word of God needs to get on your inside. But the beautiful thing we must realize is the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, as a skillful swordsman, works when the word of God, when you read the word of God, he's the one that applies it to the things that are on your inside so the challenges you think you can't break the whether it be addictions challenges how you see yourself how you see god how you see others the holy spirit applies the word to those areas and the bible says it separates it separates what's not working from what is so you and i can go free now i want you also let's have a look at this please turn in your bibles to the book of ephesians Chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 17 just to see that this is what the Holy Spirit does. So we understand that He's our teacher. Ephesians 6, verse 17 in the Amplified Bible says the following: And take the helmet of salvation and the sword that the Spirit wields, which is the word of God. So, ladies and gentlemen, That's Ephesians 6, verse 17 in the Amplified. Um, Ephesians 6, verse 17 in the Amplified. What you begin to realize, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Holy Spirit takes the word of God, the raw material that we are made from, and he literally recreates on your inside a free person. And then we literally begin to walk in the freedom and the renewal that jesus has provided through the word of god and so we realize he is our helper he's the one that gets it done so that's so that's the first thing so the first area that the holy spirit helps us with is with the word of god and that is focused ladies and gentlemen on your heart that's we did that in a, in, a, in a, another series and we realized that when it comes to the word of God, when you're studying the word of God, the Holy Spirit applies it to the center of who you are, which is your heart. So let me just read one scripture to back that up, one scripture to back that up, and then we will uh, move on. Please turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter four. I'm going to start reading from verse 20. I will stop reading at verse 23, Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. I'm going to read in the King James Version of the Bible first. The Bible says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23 says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So we realize just to bring this this part of the discussion together, when the Holy Spirit takes the word of God, he's going for your heart. When he goes for your heart, he literally shapes who you are. He shaped, the Bible says, Proverbs 23, verse 7, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the Holy Spirit brings the word of God alive, and that causes us to walk in the newness and fullness of who Jesus Christ has made us. So that's the first area that he helps us. Now, the second area that we find that the Holy Spirit helps us is in the place of prayer. Now, this is this is wonderful. This is um, this is one of the nice things about it, that, that the Holy Spirit is your helper in the, the place of prayer. Now, one of the most popular verses about the um. The holy spirit helping us in the place of prayer is found in the book of romans um and i'm going to read it i'll read it in the king james version of the bible romans chapter eight and i'm going to read from 26 and i'm going to stop at verse 28 and i'm going to go relatively slowly so we can break it down I will also read from the Amplified Classic version. So Romans 8, verse 26. And remember, the Holy Spirit is there to help you in the place of prayer. Now, let's keep this in mind. Let's keep this in mind. So let me read from the Bible. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit in the King James, it says the Spirit itself is actually meant to be translated the Spirit Himself, and you'll see that in other versions like the Amplified and the New International versions. But the Spirit Himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, and he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of god so how does the holy spirit help us in the place of prayer so let's read what the bible says the first thing the bible says is that the holy likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities now we realize jesus said he's our helper so an infirmity what is the infirmity that means an area of weakness that we have and the area of weakness that we have primarily when we are coming into the place of prayer is that we don't know how or what we should pray for as we ought to know now please keep this in mind so I'm going to take a little bit of time here and hopefully this will really help and so that's the first thing when you come into the place of prayer many times you know you have to pray about something or you know you have to, you know, you want to pray about something, but there's a, there's a huge element that sits before you. And it is this. You and I don't know what is happening in the spiritual world. We can't see the invisible. We also cannot see tomorrow. So we're, we come into the place of prayer and we are asking God about a job, about a person, about a relationship, about guidance, but we don't know. Two key things we don't know. Number one, we can't see the invisible. Number two, we can't see tomorrow. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. And so the first thing that Jesus said is the Holy Spirit when you go into the place of prayer, he comes to help you. And he helps you in that you don't know how you should pray, but he steps in and helps you pre- helps present your case before the Lord. Now, the beautiful element of this is that there, there are a variety of things, but the beautiful element of this is when we pray, please hear me. Um, when we pray in the spirit and we'll talk about that in a minute and so i'll read it um so that we realize when you are praying and you don't know um we don't know how to pray or what to pray. And i'm going to explain that i've got a question in the chat and i'm going to explain it there are two ways that the holy spirit helps us the first way is when this is why your relationship that your study of the word is critical because the first way that the holy spirit will help you is he will open the word to you so you can pray what god wants you to pray so he will begin to reveal what god wants you to pray Come with me, ladies and gentlemen, to John chapter 16. Let me just get back to everybody in the meeting. Fantastic. John 16, reading from verse 13, and I'm going to read in the King James version of the Bible. John 16, verse 13. So how does he help us? The Bible says the following how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and will show you things to come so ladies and gentlemen pause for a moment and let's have a look at this the holy spirit lives on your inside. He speaks to you. He also is privy to being inside God. He's the Holy Spirit of God. So when he knows you need to pray about something, when you spend time in the Word, especially in the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will cause a verse or a a section of the Bible to come alive when you need it the most. So when you come into the place of healing or when you're coming for the place of whatsoever it may be, direction, whatever area of life presents itself, the Holy Spirit, the first thing he will do is He'll open up the word to you. The Bible says he will guide you into all truth. That means he will bring before you the word of God and that particular word will come alive. And all of a sudden you'll realize that becomes the word that you pray with. Um, and and I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I'm going to go quite slow again. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. A few um, weeks or months ago, um i was i i um i w- let me see let me use the right example yeah come with me to genesis 26 and i'll pick on a genesis 26 i'm going to this is the story and in genesis 26 it speaks about isaac's journey And so I was praying for God to open doors, make ways, um, guide me in certain ways. And the Holy Spirit opened up one particular story. And I started praying this particular verse every single day last year. And the Bible says Genesis 26. And I'm going to read from verse 19. The Bible says, and Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gera did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying the water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esseh, because they strove with him. And they digged another well, and they strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. Verse 22, and he removed from fence and digged another well, and for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Over my life, as a, as a pattern, and this is what happens sometimes when you're facing invisible patterns that don't make any sense, time and time again, I would find that things that were mine will be withheld or pass me by, I would arrive too early, or I would arrive too late. And I realized that this is a pattern that has followed me from way, 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 way back. And so last year, confronting this pattern in the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit told me, pray this verse. And so I started declaring every single day, when we go for a walk, when I'm driving, when I'm at work, and I'll say that In this particular season, I declare that Rehoboth has happened to me. For this one, they will not strive. In this particular area of life, Lord, the Lord has made room for me, and I will be fruitful in the land. And I started declaring it and declaring it, and I declared every single day. And I literally began to declare it irrespective, and things began to happen. And all of a sudden, I began to see my life begin to take a shape that it hadn't taken before. All of a sudden, what I really do well came to the top and I found a space that was mine, which is teaching the Bible. I just found myself falling in love with teaching the Bible and all of a sudden it exploded. Now, this is what I want you to understand. How did I know to pray that verse? I didn't. How did I know that I was coming to a season where I was going to be teaching the Bible in an extensive fashion how did i know that both at work and outside of what i do the teaching of the bible was going to become central to what i do at a level i had never seen i couldn't see that but the holy spirit could and so what did he do he opened up a section of the bible that i had read before but he brought it to life and so, ladies and gentlemen, I, that became the foundation of my prayers. And so, all of a sudden, in that particular situation, I now no longer was in a situation where I didn't know what to pray for. I now knew what to pray for, and I started declaring Rehoboth. And the results have been quite obvious. In The uh, the Holy Spirit is <laughs> He said to give you another example, and this is another one. And so, ladies and g- another one that... Um, that he gave me when I was going through a particular difficult time. Psalm 119, verses 49. Psalm 119, verse 49 to 50. Psalm 119, verse 49 to 50. At this particular point in time, ladies and gentlemen, we were going through a very difficult time with, with our health. I, I, at this particular time, I was not ill. My wife was. And at the same time, there were things going on with my children's school. There were things going on with finances. It was, we just ran into what you call a roadblock. It was horrendous. And I, I, where do you start? And this is what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. You have a teacher on your inside. So in the midst of those difficult times, and this is one thing that I will encourage, whenever you're going through a challenge, spend some time fasting. It causes the volume of the world to go down. It causes your relationship with God to become sharper. Your Bible study becomes sharper. Your prayers become sharper. Worship comes alive. Obedience becomes sharper and giving becomes sharper. That's a story for another day. We have gone through fasting before, I I started fasting and the Holy Spirit caused this particular verse to come alive. And this, ladies and gentlemen, was warfare. Because when I say it was warfare, this was someone has to live. And so I was not taking any prisoners. And I began to confess and pray this scripture, that remember thy word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to which settled something, that Lord... The circumstances I am going through are, are not the determinant factor. That, Lord, the promise that you gave me is what I want you to remember. The Bible says that you have caused me to hope upon your word, not upon my circumstances, upon what God has said. And He said, This is my comfort. That means this is where God draws me close in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Remember what I said. The Bible says that the word is quick and powerful, Hebrews 4.12. And in that season, this was my battle scripture. I went for it. And it was that Lord, no, remember your word unto your servant. Now, why was this really important? At that particular point in time, we would get report after report, after report from the doctors. Every day, the postman serves Satan. And I'm not being rude to postman. He brought every kind of message. This is going to be taken from you. That's going to be taken from you. This is due. That is due. But the Bible, at that particular point in time, I said, God, based upon what you have said, that all I'm asking you to do is remember your word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. And in that place, I found a place of peace and it was one-on-one and that's where our victory came from. Interestingly, my wife picked this scripture up separately and she recalls it time and time again from memory and it's a life-giving scripture. So what am I saying? The Holy Spirit, the first place you go when you're coming to the place of prayer, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will teach you. What will he do? He will lead you into all truth. So the first place that you start when it comes to prayer, especially when you don't know what to pray, The Holy Spirit will open up the word so you are presenting God's will concerning any situation. And let me say this over someone. Please remember what I'm saying, that the key element when you're in a prayer battle is that God is faithful to his word not to the circumstances. He's not afraid of the circumstances. They can't move him. Listen carefully. He's faithful to his word and it is his word that will come to pass. And so before you, and I I want to say this carefully and I don't usually do this, but I want to say this carefully. Before you go and find physical help, that brother, that prays, that sister, that prays, that mega prayer line, Ask the Holy Ghost, because the Bible says he's on your inside and he's your teacher. Two scriptures I want to say there, and then I'm going to come back to prayer, because there's another level of praying that we want to talk about, which we will talk about in another section. But there's a, I want you to come with me. Come with me, please, ladies and gentlemen, to First John chapter 2, verse 20. First John chapter two, verse 20. And I'm going to read that both in the Amplified Bible and in the King James. So first John two, verse 20. Um, okay. The King James says the following, but you have an unction from the Holy One. An unction, ladies and gentlemen, is an impression, a guide, or an anointing from the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, and you know all things. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is your connection to the source of all of God's knowledge. And I'll show you that in a minute. So when you're in a difficult situation, before you go elsewhere, go to God and remember, whatsoever you ask the Father, in the name of the Holy Spirit, please, he keep, please, 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 please keep this in mind. Whatsoever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, the Bible says the Father will give you. So if you are asking God, Lord, based upon what you said, teach me in this situation what I should do, he will bring to life in the first instance, his word. Then you can take his word to God, knowing that this is what he wants to, me to pray about. Okay, that's the first way. Second way, that the Holy Spirit will help you. Come back with me, ladies and gentlemen, To I want you to realize when we say, but you have an unction from the Holy One, what I want you to understand is that the, an unction means guidance. It is where he guides you based on his knowledge. So please begin to respect the nudges, the feelings, the impressions, the dreams and the pictures that come when you are spending time with the Lord and the Holy Ghost wants to guide you left or right. Okay. And remember, it's a walk. Please keep this in mind. It's a walk, okay? So keep that in mind. I will come to your questions. Please keep them coming in. The second thing I want I want you to, to realize, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go back to John chapter 16. The second way that the Holy Spirit will help you, listen to what Jesus said jesus said i'll read john 16 verse 13 and i'll read down to verse 15 Howbeit, when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth that's we've spoken about that he for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you that means announce and present clearly to you things to come now this is really important the bible says that the holy spirit will begin to share with you things that haven't happened yet and this is why your time with the holy spirit you can't it's really important that you spend time with god so that you can talk to him and he can talk to you Now, this is something that I want you to understand. This is, please, the Bible says that he will show you things to come. He will reveal. This is what I want you to understand. Revelation sits within the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason Jesus said the word show is, he will reveal it to you in a way that you understand, that is simple, that you ca- is familiar to you. And so those are the kind of and and these are the kind of things that you need to as you begin to walk with the Lord, you will find that these things become more common. You begin to recognize patterns, feelings. He may speak to you directly that look, this is coming. Work on this. This is coming. Work on this, and so this. These are the kind of things that I want you to realize. And to give you a couple of, I, I'm looking for an example. Um, I'm, I'm looking for an example that um, I, I, I wanted to hold on to, so that so that you'll, you'll be able to understand. Okay, um, let's see. Um, I'm looking for a nice uh, one that it. I'm not trying to sound like Superman. Um, let me give you an example that that comes from my world, where the Holy Spirit says, "This is coming, prepare." Okay and this this happened to me this morning, so it started this is the freshest one. About a week ago, and this is what I find two things happened. One, I found that I was restless about a particular subject. And when I get restless about a particular subject or I became, I become burdened with a particular thing. And everybody, uh, every conversation I was having was pointing towards that particular thing. And the burden, I can tell you what the burden is. It's actually, no, I'll, I'll keep that to myself. The burden is actually quite intense. When that happens, I sensed that, you know what, I feel like I'm going to need to fast. And the Holy Spirit began to drop the idea into my heart that, you know what, you're probably going to fast. So about from about three weeks ago, I was my mind began to settle into, okay, Holy Spirit, I know I'm going to fast. When do you want it? I was sitting in church yesterday and the Holy Spirit just literally said to my and I put it in my notes that, listen, start from tomorrow. I will tell you when to stop, let's go on a fast. Now, the shocking thing is I'm a, I, I, I eat a lot before I start fasting. So my appetite had gone crazy. I was eating all sorts of stuff. The strangest thing was by the time I woke up this morning, my appetite had gone. And I say this really carefully, when I say gone, I realized I had control over my appetite because my excitement realizing that, okay, if I'm going to start a fast, God, you want to do something particular. That's how the Holy Spirit will nudge you. He will nudge you, check your tires. He will nudge you, check on your children. He will nudge you, watch your health. He will nudge you, take a break. He will nudge you. And they're pictures whereby sometimes the Holy Spirit will show you this is about to happen. It will just flash through your mind. And then when it begins to happen, you're sensitized so that you can respond accurately. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize is some of you, he will reveal it to you in dreams. Some of you, he will reveal it to you through his gifts and words of knowledge we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day, but he will show you things to come and the primary method is by an unction, a feeling or a picture okay so keep that in mind I, I, I will the questions that you have, ladies and gentlemen i will if I can't answer them today I will save them and I will make sure that I give you clear-cut accurate answers in another Bible study probably in the next coming weeks I will answer them I promise and so ladies and gentlemen what I want you to realize he will show you things to come so come with me please come with me please to first Corinthians chapter two. two first Corinthians chapter two and we're going to read um, I'm going to read from four, I'm going to read from verse four. 1 Corinthians two, verse four, and this is Paul speaking. And I'm going to read to verse 11. The Bible says that my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Verse 8, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11, and this is where I'm going to stop. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So ladies and gentlemen, we realize that the Holy Spirit, because he can search the mind of God, reveals to you What is on God's heart? Now, this is the second way. So that means you may sense that, you know what? Let me pray for my child for safety. Let me pray for the health of my family. Let me pray over my job. Let me go a different way to work. Let me pray over my upcoming trip. Why? The Holy Spirit is pointing you to things that God wants you to realize. And so, when you come into the place of prayer, the infirmity of not knowing what to pray for in the second instance is taken away. And let me say this carefully the best kind of prayer to pray is the one that God says, Ask me now. And then you realize that God says, Okay, God, you want me to ask. to to say, to intercede, to talk to you about this now, then I'm presenting to God what he actually wants to answer. And it's one of the most powerful ways to pray. And you can, ladies and gentlemen, when you're starting your prayer times, you can ask the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit reveal to me what the Father wants me to pray for. It's the most powerful way to pray. And when you pray what God says you should pray, the results are quite remarkable. And I'll give you an example. This happened to me two or three days ago. And now again, ladies and gentlemen, I will speak about the gifts of the spirit in another, in another episode, uh, we'll, we'll go through that. About four or five days ago, I was walking through church in the evening. Um, and I saw a lady I hadn't seen for a while, and she was relatively unwell, and I stopped for the moment, and literally just prayed for her as the Holy Spirit led, prayed for her, and asked for her healing. As we were walking back to where her husband was, the Holy Spirit said, she's having nightmares. Now, that is the word of knowledge in action that's a gift i had no idea i didn't know what she was saying. i said it's, the holy spirit says that you're having nightmares so i stopped and i said you know what let's pray now so i said from this night forward and i prayed the prayer and i asked the holy spirit you know stop the nightmares once more um during our common woman conference which was a couple of days ago the lady came up to tell me with one of the loveliest testimonies. She said, Pastor Bites, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for praying for me. The nightmares have stopped. Now, why was that prayer so successful? Because it was God that pointed out, this is what's happening, ask me about it now. And so ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize The Holy Spirit is on your inside doing that all the time, but you've got to learn to listen and recognize the nudges. And that, again, as you read the Bible, as you read the stories of when he does it, as you study when he does it in the lives of others, when you read the Psalms, when you spend time in Proverbs, when you saturate yourself with the word of God, these things will become the Bible says that you will grow into these things. And so please realize the Bible says, whosoever, this is a journey of whosoever you can do. It. It's not for Superman. It is for you and I. And so hang in there. And so that's what Jesus said the Holy Spirit will do. He will reveal to you the things that are on the mind of God. And when the Lord brings it before you, go ahead and pray and let the Lord do the rest okay so come back with me let's stay on the on the area of prayer and i will mention this we will thrash it out we will literally give a whole season to what i'm about to to introduce now because we've got a couple of other things to go through but so romans chapter eight we're going to verse 28 I'll, i'll go to verse 26 sorry 26 The Bible says, we'll read again, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. We've looked at that now. But the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Let me separate something. When the Bible says the spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered, that's not a reference to us speaking in tongues that is a reference of the holy spirit speaking to the father he's not speaking because if the groanings cannot be uttered it can't be when you and i are praying in tongues we will come to that this is him speaking to god and the bible says the following and we know that all and the bible then says in verse 27 and he that searches the hearts Knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The person who searches the hearts is Jesus Christ. And so you realize, ladies and gentlemen, when you come into the place of prayer, please keep in mind what Jesus said at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. He said, Our Father, you are not praying alone. The Holy Spirit, Jesus is praying with you. Hebrews 7, verse 25, the Holy Spirit is helping you pray. And one of the most remarkable blessings is when you begin to pray concerning things in the Holy Spirit. When you begin to speak in your prayer language, and that's when you begin to pray in tongues. Now, when you're praying in tongues, and ladies and gentlemen, we will cover this in detail in, a, in the next couple of weeks. When you are praying in tongues, you are praying the perfect will of God. You are praying the will of God. Turning your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, reading from verses um. Two, and we'll stop at verse four. The Bible says the following. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries or secrets. The Bible says, but he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Verse four. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. That means makes himself stronger, but the but he that prophesied edifieth the church. Now, what I want you to realize is the Bible says when you are praying in the Holy Spirit, you are praying according to the will of God. When you are praying in the Holy Spirit, when you are lifting your voice and you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you are speaking mysteries, you're speaking secrets, you're speaking the things that God wants to hear concerning a matter. And those things, notice the Bible says they're revealed by the Holy Ghost, but you and I, we can't understand that particular, we know we're praying the will of God. We know we're praying what God wants to hear. The only difference is that the Holy Spirit is praying through us. And so when I'm praying, if I want to pray for everybody on the call right now, and I want to pray the perfect will of God for you, how would I pray? Membre guys, get this. If members get this, I am not bragging. I am just so full of Is member, you told me she was going In the name of Jesus, and everybody said Amen. You say about what, you Pastor? What were you praying about? I was simply praying the perfect will of God concerning you. Why? The Holy Spirit inspired it, and I was able to say things that my mind can't handle. And so, those are the kind of things you've got to realize. We will come to speaking of tongues. We will come to the blessing of speaking of tongues. But when you're in a difficult spot and you want to pray the perfect will of God, pray in tongues, pray prayers that are inspired by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, He then takes those prayers and presents them to the Father, and that is where you have the groanings that cannot be uttered. When he's speaking to the Father, when he's groaning, he's speaking to the God, that's between him and the Father. But when you are praying in in the Holy Spirit, you're praying mysteries. You're praying the perfect will of God because the Holy Spirit is giving you the words to pray and he knows exactly what God wants to hear. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize when it comes to the place of prayer, when it comes to the place of prayer, you are in a remarkably strong position. Let me summarize a little bit of what we've said tonight and we'll pick this up next week the foundation of our relationship with God is based upon the word of God we realize that the Holy Spirit will take the word of God and he plugs the gaps but where we don't know what we should pray for and he will open the word of God and present God's will through scripture At other times, he will present God's will to us simply because he's living on our inside and the Bible says he will teach us. That's when the unction teaches us, nudges us, leans us, reveals to us the gifts show up. And thirdly, we realize when we come into the place of prayer, when we pray prayers that are inspired by the Holy Ghost in our prayer language, we are praying exactly what God wants to hear concerning a matter. So the Holy Spirit takes the will of God, puts it in your mouth and you are articulating it, but your mind doesn't know what you're saying. That means you can pray things that you would normally resist, but God gets them prayed because it's for your own good. So ladies and gentlemen, this is where we'll stop tonight. So hopefully that you've been blessed. I Hopefully that you've been blessed a little bit. So this is the first two. So how does the Holy Ghost help us? He helps us with the word of God and he helps us in the place of prayer. So we realize those are the two areas. We'll come to the other and um, the other three next week. And I will also answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember, as you go into this week, the Holy Spirit's there to teach you. May you not confront a situation that will beat you. May God cause his word to come to your aid in a unique way and an amazing way. May God bless you and keep you. I'd love to join my faith with everybody who's believing God for a miracle. I pray simply that God will be kind to you, and I pray that the miraculous working power of God comes to where you are and to your loved one, if it's a loved one you're believing God for, so that what you are praying for becomes a reality. May God bless you, ladies and gentlemen, And may God keep you. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful week.